Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. I am Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, we've got some bowl previews to do. Uh, you want to start with December 26th, the first responder and quick lane bowl previews? Here we go. Let's do yeah. it. we got to roll here. Uh, as we record, by the way, it is uh, December 23rd. It is two days before Christmas. It's kind of caught up with us a little bit. So uh, Merry Christmas to you, Mike, and, and to those listening. Thank you, buddy. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so December 26th, we got a couple of bowl games. We're going to do these, I think, on, in like little bunches you know, by the day. Uh, so we'll start with these. First off at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN, coming to you live, Mike, from the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the Boston College Eagles are a two-point dog against the number 25 Boise State Broncos. Um, Boston College losing offensive coordinator Scott Leffler going to Bowling Green. Might be addition by subtraction, you might say. Um, but in any case, he will be coaching the team through this bowl game. Um, I don't I don't love this matchup for Boston College. Boise State is legitimately really good. They were like a, a three-point loss to Fresno away from winning the Mountain West, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, they're a really good team, and, and they love, love taking their opportunities to beat Power 5 teams when they have the opportunity to do so. Meanwhile, Boston College lost their last three games, you know, against Clemson, Florida State, and Syracuse. I don't I don't love this matchup for for uh, Boston College here, Mike. Yeah, the offense went really stagnant for Boston College after the Virginia Tech game. They didn't score uh, more than 21 points in any of those three losses that you mentioned. So, you know, we talked about Scott Leffler. We talked about how the offense looked really good for the first half of the year. And, you know, we were talking about Boston College being a legitimately good team. And then you turn around and once the offense starts struggling, they're back to seven and five. And then Scott Leffler, like you mentioned, now it looks like it's addition by subtraction. It looks like, OK, now that he's leaving and going to Bowling Green, maybe it's better for BC moving forward that he's no longer the offensive coordinator. And now, of course, is the head coach at Bowling Green. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, that's, you know, a conversation for another day. But Boston College's offense has not been very good, especially in the last three or four games of the year. Uh, Boise State comes in, you're right. I mean, they're a legitimately strong team. Uh, Brett Rippon's been really good at quarterback for them all year. 30 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, through for 3,700 yards. I mean, he'll sling it all over the field. Uh, Boston College's rushing defense has been decent this year, but Boise State can beat you so many different ways. I mean, they, they'll throw it a ton. Uh, Madison, the running back, 1,400 yards rushing this year, 17 touchdowns. So it's uh, Boise State has more ways to beat you than Boston College does. I think Boston College is obviously more of a run-heavy attack with A.J. Dillon, uh, something that I think will play into Boise State's favor. The fact that you know Boston College is a little bit more one-dimensional on offense, whereas you look at Boise State on the other side offensively, and they can score in a lot of different ways. And I think ultimately that's going to be enough for Boise State in this football game to beat Boston College. I'm just not sure BC will have enough on offense to um, to take down Boise. I, I think it'll be competitive, but I'm just not sure if Boston College has enough in the tank on that side of the football to ultimately score enough to keep up with Boise. So I got Boise winning this game, Joey. Um, I know you mentioned they're a two-point favorite right now as we sit here on the 23rd. I like their chances to win this game going away. Um, they, they should win this game by 10 to 14 points. I, I know it seems like a lot, but I just don't see this being all that competitive in the second half. I think Boise State will be able to pull away from Boston College and win this game. I'm with you here. The The thing that kind of sticks out to me a little bit is whether or not A.J. Dillon is right. Um, he has not been all that you know particularly effective for a lot of down the stretch. And part of that was he missed a couple of games there in, in October with an injury. Banged up. 
Yeah, he had a really good game coming off that injury, you know, and he hadn't played in about a month, had a, a 149 yards and a, and a touchdown against Miami. But after that, in four games, Mike, against Virginia Tech, Clemson, Florida State, and Syracuse, only in, you know, one of those games did he go over 100 yards, and that was a, a 116 against a Florida State defense that, um, you know, I mean, they were pretty effective. So by A.J. Dillon's standards, put it this way, he has not been particularly explosive in the last several games. That being said, again, he won't have played in a month. He should be well-rested, and maybe that helps things a little bit. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, I think Boise State has more ways to, to beat a team right now than Boston College does. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you, Mike, here. I'm going to ride with the Broncos. Uh, go to Boise State minus two. One thing that does spook me a little bit is that this line opened at Boise State minus three and a half, and people are betting it down to two, I guess. That's it's suspect to me. I don't, it's I don't a understand weird that. line. It is a weird line. That's that, that is the one thing to note. And, you know, Boston college has had a long time for, to prepare. I think like you mentioned, AJ Dillon being right goes a long way for this offense. I mean, he got banged up in the Virginia tech game. It wasn't really the same running back down the stretch. He was fighting injury issues before the Virginia tech game. Um, he, I mean, that's, he's such a major part of everything that they do. You really wonder if, you know, he's right or not, but they've had a lot of time off. So, I mean, if A.J. Dillon's healthy and, you know, he's ready to go and they're able to ride him like they did for a better part of the first half of the year when they were a pretty good offense, you know, I think Boston College will keep this thing competitive. But I think that's probably a reason why the line is what it is. But it does spook you a little bit seeing that it did open at three and a half. Now it's down to two. And now you're trying to rationalize ways in which Boston college can win the game. But at the end of the day, I think Boise state just has too many ways to beat you. And I think that's why they win this game. I agree, Mike. We agree. So we're going to lay the two points with Boise state. It's not really like a lot of points to have to give up here either. Um, By the way, total is 55 and a half. I don't really have an opinion on that. I think that's kind of leave that alone. Maybe. Yep. I I think I'm going to go Boise state. Like, 31-21, 31-21, something like that maybe, okay. which comes in right around that 55-and-a-half number, so leave it alone. Yeah. Mike, that game is at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. Right after at 5.15 p.m. on ESPN, my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are in Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field, the, uh, the world-renowned Georgia Tech fan base hotbed up there in Detroit. Uh, they're taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers of one P.J. Fleck. Uh, this is Paul Johnson's last game as head coach at Georgia Tech. Uh, potentially last game coaching ever, but every comment he makes sounds more and more to me like in a couple of years we're going to see Paul Johnson coaching like Western Carolina or something like that. Um, so enjoy uh, Paul Johnson while you got him. Um, sending a lot of seniors out that have given a lot to this program. Generally, Mike, I, I like this matchup for Georgia Tech. Uh, this is an offense. That, first of all, it's it's an offensive scheme that Minnesota really has not seen. Um, they won't really have seen anything all that close to it. Minnesota's been kind of ho hum, okay this year. Um, they had a weird forty-one to ten dominating win over Purdue. I don't really know how that happened, but other than that, I mean, they're six and six in the Big Ten West. Um, took major losses against Nebraska, Illinois. Um, they, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel particularly great about Minnesota here. Georgia Tech, meanwhile, kind of a, a, a motivation game. Paul Johnson's last one. I uh, want to send him out with a win. Um, just some some emotion and some more reason to care here, or, or uh, motivation factors at play for Georgia Tech. So, as much as I have not shown a lot of 
um, a lot of confidence in my jackets over the past, you know, two months of the season, Mike. I think I'm going to lay the five and a half here. I, I don't, I don't love uh, Minnesota's outlook here. I, I think that Georgia Tech's going to get it done pretty comfortably in this game. I do too. Um, number of factors here at play. Number one, you did mention is Paul Johnson's last game, and I believe in the win one for the Gipper stuff. Sometimes I think this is one of those scenarios where you know I think Paul Johnson having his final game here is motivation for these kids uh, to go out and want to play well for him. I, I do think that stuff matters to a degree. Also, I just really like the matchup for Georgia Tech. You mentioned a lot of the reasons why. Um, Minnesota, too, like if you look over at their offensive side of the football, their quarterback play has not been great this year, and they've struggled to move the ball at times. And I wonder with Georgia Tech's offense clicking the way that it did for really the entire second half of the season, if Minnesota can keep up. It's uh, It's been really a struggle for Minnesota all year long offensively. They've had some good times, but they've had a lot of bad times, and a lot of it had to do with their quarterback play. Uh, so it's been up and down. Um, Zach Anikstad was the quarterback for a while. He had nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. They've been flip-flopping quarterbacks since then, and it's been interesting for Minnesota. Uh, for Georgia Tech, obviously it struggled in the first half of the year and then came on really strong at the end of the season, had a really, really solid November and December. Uh, the struggles that Georgia Tech had kind of eliminated themselves. The defense started playing a lot better, and offensively they started clicking again on all cylinders. Uh, with the exception of the Georgia game at the end of the year, which, I mean, it's Georgia, so how much stock are you going to put into losing by a few touchdowns to a top six team, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it is what it is. So, you know, Georgia Tech had a really strong ending to the year. Um, they were really clicking on offense and defense. Minnesota, I just don't know that they can keep up, and that's the bottom line. I like Georgia Tech comfortably here. Um, I believe, what would you say, they're five-point favorite, five-and-a-half? Five and a half at this point, yeah. I think five it opened half. lower than that. Yeah, so five and a half point favorite. I tend to agree with that. I think Georgia Tech wins this game again, 10 to 14 points. I feel the same way about this. I do about Boise State and Boston College. I think Georgia Tech wins this game going away. I'm not sure it's all that competitive in the second half, and I think they send off Paul Johnson with a W in his final game as Georgia Tech head coach. I, I, I think I agree with that. I would probably feel a little bit differently. I would probably honestly go with Minnesota if this weren't Paul Johnson's last game. Um, the team and the fan base was all pretty put off being more or less assigned to Detroit here. Um, obviously, we talked about how they the way that they finished the year and the way that the assignments went and the number of teams that finished behind them and were Georgia Tech actually straight up beat and that still got quote-unquote better bowl assignments. You know, there was a lot of um, unhappiness about that, we will say. And, and so that kind of thing, I, I could see it being a motivational issue, but then turn around and making it your coach's last game. And it seems like this team really does love their coach, regardless of what anybody in the fan base wants or thinks. Um, I think that they're going to play hard for them. And, uh, you know, you're going to have a little bit of a quote unquote, riding off into the sunset moment of the team carrying them off on their shoulders or something like that. So should be fun. Um, but we will see. Uh, Mike, so that's it for December 26th. We've got Boise State minus two against Boston College and then Georgia Tech minus five and a half against Minnesota. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? I think it's solid. Brief episode, but we said what we needed to say, Joey. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to come back here shortly with another one. Uh, we're going to kind of try to keep these previews rolling out um, regularly. We're going to do these kind of by the day, but kind of grouping a couple of days together here and there. It'll be fine. We'll get through all of them. Promise. Yep. Yep.
Uh, Mike, we're going to get out of here. In, in the meantime, they can find us on Twitter. I'm at FGOS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. And uh, thank you to Mr. Keith Derrick, who hit us up with an email. Uh, emailed us right in the middle of the Wake Forest Bowl game, talking about uh, you know congratulating them for the win and all that. So as you guys are watching these games and you have thoughts, Send them to us on Twitter. Send them to us on email. Whatever. We'll uh, we'll get to those when we get to the uh, the actual recaps of those games. So we're pretty we're pretty responsive. Absolutely, we like to think so. Uh, Mike, they can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Basketball Conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there, Joey. Yes, please do. Please do. Uh, you, finally, you can find us on YouTube if you so choose. Uh, I am continuing to wear Falcons shirts on this preview. I don't, I don't know why I do that because they bring me no happiness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seems seems accurate. Yeah, that's pretty much just it. Uh, Mike, that's all we got. You want to come back and uh, preview some more bowl games? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I'm Joey Weaver. Talk to you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Love you. And until next time, go ACC.